Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is called the Ocean Drive. Ocean Drive is Malibu rum, blue curacao, orange juice, and cranberry juice. Nice. Yeah. I, anything with blue curacao, I'm a fan. I, I mean, know you are. It's a bit stunty, perhaps, but I really like it. It's fun. <laughs> um, also, it's a West Coast drink. The Ocean Drive? Yeah. It does sound like something in L.A. but Plus, it has Malibu, which is funny. That's true. I like it. Okay, good. Um, okay. Um, welcome back, by the way. Your dad was in Maryland. Oh, to me, yes. To you, hi. <laughs> welcome back, listeners. <laughs> welcome back, listeners, since last weekend. Welcome back to your dad from Maryland. Oh, yes. No, it's good to be back. Dear I'm, dad. I've been gone for something like... Five days. It's in the hundreds of hours or in the low hundred it hours. It sounds short to you because you were not here alone with all these dogs. That's true. <laughs> I was, and I was driving a day and a half of everything, so it just doesn't seem like, like that, got that long. Your dad drove the green bean back up to Maryland where it, to its permanent home. <laughs> A day later, the driver's license arrived in here. <laughs> in Florida. It's okay, because we're going to get the actual green bean license plates. G-R-N-B-N. Gurnbin. <laughs> I'm very excited. And I think we need the old plates or and or registration for sure. it. Sure. So. Yeah, no, that's green right. Green bean. Gurnbin. <laughs> okay. Uh, administrative corner. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't just go into it because you often have a reaction. I don't want to interrupt you. But I would interrupt you. <laughs> I mean, that has happened a bunch of times. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to administrative corner. Yay. Uh, <laughs> um, so there was one day that you were gone this week. and um, it was I was gone for like three, but, but I'm sure there was one. One of the days yes, that yes. you were gone. I miss all the good stuff. But go ahead. I It was getting close towards the end of the day, and I hadn't posted a photo yet i mean it was mid-afternoon mm -hmm. i hadn't posted a picture yet and uh i logged on to the golden ratio twitter account and i had a ton of mentions and you mentions come in all day even when i hadn't haven't posted but usually like if i haven't posted during the day there will maybe be 20 mentions that have come in like since i woke up are they like why haven't you posted? Are you going to post? A Where's couple your post? people tried that once. <laughs> I think I've told this story where somebody, apologies if you are, if this person still listens, I don't know. Uh, I mean, this was maybe five years ago. It was a long time ago. And uh, I was like, I had like a full day of like meetings in class on campus. I was late getting out of the house. You, you know, this is when I was sharing custody of you with your daughter. So oh, yeah. you were not around. Right. It was just me. And, uh, and I was, you know, like, got out of bed, feed the dog, do all this stuff, like barely rolled myself into the car on time to get to campus, you know, two minutes after my first meeting started. And I was in the parking garage on campus, hustling myself in. And I checked the mentions like while I was walking across campus. And one of them is like, Jen's going to owe me an explanation about why the snaps weren't posted last night. And I was like, don't you ever expect me to do anything. This is not my job. I have things to do. Like I just lost it. I feel real bad about it. I mean, you did have days where you barely had time to go to the bathroom between meetings. I mean, I remember you being mm -hmm. like texting me like, I just got to go to the bathroom for the first time in three <laughs> yeah. meetings uh it's this ridiculous. was one of those days and I mean, it's been a while but it was ridiculous that was enough to scare anyone off ever again from being like uh excuse me dear mom but where's my post of the day it's not funny nobody's <laughs> like that but it's uh, not funny <laughs> no i think everybody knows um so anyway uh I, I, we normally it's like people who watched the previous night's snaps right that just like they didn't log on until later and now they're watching the snaps or seeing stuff late or sometimes they see something cute that they want to show me so normally there's a 20 ish menchies menchies <laughs> and i had like hundreds of menchies Whoa. and i was like oh wow thought number one is like fuck what oh, did no. i do wrong it's like that woman who was flying to south africa like that yes that's a nightmare made the aids comment that's a nightmare yeah for those of you who missed that incident, it was this PR woman Ugh. and uh, she was getting on a plane to Africa and she tweeted like, on my way to South Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. And she meant it as a a kind of snark at the people who think you would get AIDS yeah, from going to Africa. She was like, she was kind of 
implicitly echoing and responding to or making fun of people who would say something like that right i think in in the best yes i mean she said that everybody who knows her said like that's clearly how she would have meant it uh twitter is not the place for making that kind of joke where there is no intonation and people who don't know you so she's in the plane with no wi-fi and this tweet goes viral and i believe she was fired from her job and and like a bunch of other things happened while she was on the plane and didn't have internet it's like a 10 to 12 hour flight and when she landed the world her, her world <laughs> had radically changed without her yeah scary scary just a follow-up article about her i mean you know in the last couple of years i've read a follow-up article because that was a long time ago that that happened yeah anyway i was i always worry about i mean i'm very careful about not saying anything that like anyone could possibly twist into anything negative that happens anyway and i was like fuck what did i do that there's a hundred you know, 200 menchies Ooh. no what the 200 menchies were is this account the mouse at the mouse you know on twitter louise uh who has twelve thousand followers right now uh posted a reminder that japan has an official ikea mascot that's a blau high in a suit and it's two pictures of a you know life-size six foot tall blau high it's like stuffed blau high in a we've debated uh at least business casual look jacket shirt tie pants. Khaki, pants. khaki pants that's why i think it's brown business casual. actually different colored shoes in the two pictures here um but at the ikea Is- is there a dude in there? There's a dude in there. There is a dude in there. That's yeah. terrifying, but interesting. This Blauhai has business cards. <laughs> and they just say Blauhai. Oh, they love business cards in Japan. He, this Blauhai is only at the Japan IKEA. I guess he's a he from the outfit. Uh, yes, he is at the Japan. Uh, I mean, a, I'm sure there's multiple IKEAs in Japan. A IKEA in Japan. Maybe all of them have their own Blauhai, but he gives out business cards. He likes sit on the couch, like you just come Such around. Such a great idea. They're so far advanced in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> they got it all figured out. So I am absolutely familiar with this Blauhai. There was a thing that went around a few years ago with someone who got his business card. Really? Yeah, yeah. And oh my goodness. So I know I would get him to sign something <laughs> or bite something. I was I gonna know. say he can't sign. He's just got fins. Can you imagine? inviting him to a live show and then having the dogs just ripping him apart <laughs> <laughs> ripping his outfit off and go there about 20 of the menchies were people thinking about that exact well, thing i'm used to being late to things <laughs> but thinking i came up with them on my own so that would be hilarious like a hundred of them are people just in you know replying to that post with our at oh, so and then good. a lot of people like hey golden ratio have you seen <gasps> this <sighs> so good by like the next day i was like about five thousand people have sent it to me yes <laughs> so good though <laughs> thank you louise i hope you get all the followers and ikea sends you lots of money i don't want anybody to not send me stuff like this i want to see it but i like that at least half of the comments on louise's post are people mentioning me <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this i got it dm'd a bunch of times <laughs> but mostly it was just in there so the menchies overflowed that's great but i hope louise can make money on this somehow that'd be fine it, it would be great yep. i mean it, it's probably her most viral tweet oh she's got another viral one most of her stuff is not that big but uh she got i think there's 170,000 likes on that post good she's got another one with I don't know, video game cows that got like 90,000 likes. Good job, Louise. Good You're job. doing a good job. Um, the Bloha guy is cute. He's he, very, he cute. very cute. He looks like a bumbling middle manager. <laughs> well, I've seen him. <laughs> that's what he looked like. Um, so that's administrative corner number one. Thank you, everyone, for sharing it. If I didn't comment, it's because my menchies overflowed with <laughs> with being tagged with that Bloha. Um, thing number two in administrative corner is the voodoo nerd challenge race. Yes. It's, it's a fish. It's scheduled for October 1st. You can do it October 2nd if you want. Did you say a fish? A fish. <laughs> Have we talked about the No, official? you want to tell it? What? <laughs> you sometimes walk around when you're being down on yourself and you're like, I'm not very romantic. I do. And say- then I go, that's abs- literally absurd. <laughs> that is the opposite of true. You are a super romantic person, like super romantic. And there's many examples. I'm not going to get into them, but this is the <laughs> one where you stuck a Swedish fish on a card and you said, it's official. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> 
and you stuck it on the door so I would see it in the morning when I went to work. You stuck it on the inside of the front door so I would see it on the way to work. I think there was a whole like bag of Swedish fish. I didn't just give you one glued on Swedish fish. It was, But the point was it was Swedish fish <laughs> and it was official. Yeah. This was like we did a whole seven week. years ago. Yeah, you did many others, but it I mean, was mint to be. That was another <laughs> we one. We were mint to be together. Yeah. Yeah, mint. <laughs> and it was an, like a dinner mint or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a frango mint, I think. That might have been. I don't remember. I was just yeah. very proud of the little puns. Yeah, but you, uh, you did. You kept it going for a week. I mean, you've done many things like that. So, so anyway. When I when I think of <laughs> Swedish fish now, I think of it's official. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've imprinted. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, good. Well, the race is also official. Okay. Uh, so October first, if you uh, if you're not a runner, so there's a five k, uh, a six hour race. Run as far as you want in six hours. That can be one mile. It can be thirty miles can if you are that fast. Twenty yards. It, it can be 20 yards. Right. It can be, I walked to the kitchen to get a beer and then I went back to the couch and that's my distance. That's fine. But you have to live with yourself afterwards. Which like people might be fine with. I think it's fine. No, I think that's a, that's a sign of a, a different kind of moral strength. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, I have a six hour challenge and I'm going to use 30 seconds of it. Yep. Uh, so 5k, six hour, and then the voodoo no challenge, uh, take a short walk, lay down, refuse to go further, post a selfie. If you want, you don't actually have to post a selfie if you don't want to. Now, is that part of the six hour or is that the third option? You could do all three. You could do the 5K. Oh yeah, in six in, hours. In six hours. And then when you're done with your 5K, just lay down somewhere, refers, refuse to go any further and take a photo. Yeah, yeah, then you've done all three. Then you would have done all three. I mean, you can always do the six hour challenge, right? Because it yep. kind of includes everything, mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, it's mostly designed for people who want to go further, um, but whatever you can do, whatever you want. It is uh, there's one medal for all three distances, so it's like the Voodoo No Challenge, five k, six hour, uh, short walk, ref refuse to continue, post a selfie, whatever. <laughs> like uh, if you go to the Twitter account, I don't know if I've put it on Instagram yet. I will, but if you go to the Twitter account, you can see it there. I can see this is not over lawyered. This is okay. This is good. It's real. Otherwise, it'd be like your intent must be to progress <laughs> forward at a certain pace or else you've gone to the no challenge <laughs> and you have no longer qualified for the six hour challenge. Yeah, no. You cannot backtrack across a, a latitude <laughs> line in an opposite direction. <laughs> Maybe you could write the terms. For no, the next no, race. I don't want to. I think this is this is very this should be a very peace and love kind of. Like, it's just the spirit of voodoo who was definitely not over lawyer. Yeah. So if you want to do it, you don't have to do anything um, closer to October 1st. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to do anything anyway, and you'll get a medal if you want. <laughs> uh, so it is free. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. Um, closer to the date of the race, I'll put up a website where you can, like, type in a number or your name and, like, print off a little race bib that oh, says, yeah. like, the no challenge. Sexy beast. Yeah. Just print it at your house. Um and you can submit your time. You don't have to do, you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to pre-register. You just do it. Um, if you want a medal though, that costs money because we have to order, you know, get the medals produced. We don't forge our own medals yet. Oh my God. We And we have to, the the medals, the reason I, it has been so long since the race is because the medals are a pain in the ass because we have to like pack them and then there's weird postage and like we sneak around to different mailboxes <laughs> and drop them in. We have, um, should we do another excursion? We've like, swamped mailboxes we filled big blue mailboxes with metals envelopes before <laughs> they I mean, hate we've, had, us. we've had weekends where we couldn't jam more plastic envelopes into those big blue boxes and had to like <laughs> go to a different neighborhood find another blue box and then put all our like metal envelopes in there the postal service probably has like a, a be on the lookout kind of thing for like there's very suspicious activity in key west this week you i know? tried to mail fill, all our mailboxes are filled with these metal envelopes because they're kind of like a our kitchen color green <laughs> plastic. yeah i get bright ones yeah and it's like distinctive and there's literally hundreds of them yeah and they fill up these these blue boxes and they're kind of heavy in the aggregate yeah i tried to mail one from the house just like put it in the box and put the flag <laughs> up and the mail lady just wrote no on it and like <laughs> left it in there <laughs> she 
probably has no. been haunted by these things <laughs> in, in the past. They had to process these oh freaking God. clunky little envelopes. I'm sure they hate them. So anyway, <laughs> it's it's a pain in the ass for us to do them. Um, plus, like, I, I was... They're legitimately thin enough to ship with regular first class postage and the post office keeps delivering them to people with postage due, which is mortifying. Yeah. So we have to pay like the package. So the shipping is actually, you know, it's not super expensive, but it's like four bucks to ship them and we got to get the envelopes. We got to get the labels to print it. Like it's, it's just a process. Mm -hmm. So if you want to meddle, um, it's 35 bucks, a, a, probably 10 to 15 of that covers like producing the metals, shipping the metals to us, shipping the metals out to you, ones that get lost in the mail, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then the rest will count as a donation to the Golden Ratio Foundation, which is why we're doing it. Yes. The, if, not the carrot fund. This is for the foundation. No, this is for the foundation. So we cannot use it to go on vacation. We can just use it to help take care of the dogs. Correct. Which we would anyway. Which is... It's, it's a, yeah. um, if you want to... If you don't want a medal, but you want to donate to the foundation, you can do that. Um goldenratiofoundation.org you can do it through there um if you but you should get a medal oh come on get i a mean medal. the medals are are cool I mean, metal, they got the, voodoo's the only cute reason face. we run races is to get medals pretty much <laughs> oh i think we've i think we've like looked at races before that didn't have a medal and we're like yeah yeah but i'm doing this race this speaking of timed races yeah i'm doing a 12-hour race on saturday so Friday, I'm driving seven hours, like way up to Palm Coast, which is kind of like by Cape Canaveral. You know, if you ran, you'd be 12 hours in by the time you got there and you could just like be done. Oh, that's true. Why don't you start here and run? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I do that a lot. Oh, because it's not virtual. This is a real race. This is right? a real right, in-person right, right. race. So I'm driving seven hours up to uh, Palm Coast, Florida, to this little park where I'm going to run a one-mile loop over and over and over for 12 hours to see how many I can do. That's too short. It's one mile. I That's too short. I think three miles is a better loop. <laughs> like one mile is, I mean, you're almost going to be at an angle the whole time. Like it's, it's not quite a stadium where one leg gets longer than the other one, but it's kind of like that. The benefit of the one mile loop is with timed races, if you're out on the course, when the clock ends, your last loop doesn't count typically. Why so. is it a benefit? Wait, what? The benefit to a short loop because if you had like a t say you had a oh. 10 mile loop oh. and you don't get credit for you don't get credit for partial i mean it depends on the race but a lot of races it's like you only only what you've completed only counts. what you've completed so if there's like an hour left and it's a 10 mile loop you just don't go out even if there's two hours left sometimes you might be like well, i don't know if i can cover uh. 10 miles in in that long because you're real tired at that point that's harsh that's mm -hmm. very strict so one mile loop yeah. You know, you you At really worst, can maximize you lose, your difference. You lose a mile. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping to do 40. 40 should be doable, assuming. 40 miles? Hurts. I mean, I think it, my stretch goal is 45. 45 miles? <laughs> we'll see. Hey. As, long as, I, as long as I get 32, I will consider it a success. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm hoping for 40. That's a 50K by. 32 40. miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 40 miles would be good, though. I mean, I, my last 50K was the one here in the Keys, and it was very hot and slow, and I finished it in nine hours. Yeah, and, and you did the, the Fakahachi one in, like... Seven and a half, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I should be able to do 40, assuming everything cooperates. Um, yeah. But I don't know if there's a medal. I don't actually know if I get a medal for doing those. I don't know if I get a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. There's got to be some run around proof some that you did this thing. Besides, like, an, there's not. If there's only an online certificate, <laughs> you should you should really have a talk. It'll just show up in my uh, ultra sign up. No, <laughs> come on. You gotta rotate your microphone a little bit, dear dad, so the labels down. Yeah. Mm. Oh, much better. That is better. Yeah. I hate when it works. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so yeah, you can do the race for free. Um, I'll I'll keep tweeting it out. But there's on the Golden Ratio Foundation Redbubble, there are race shirts and tank tops. Um, you know, we get a little. You know, Redbubble keeps most of that money, but we get a. You know, depending on what you buy, a few cents to a few dollars. That all goes to the foundation. Also, if you buy a sticker, we get like twenty three cents. If you buy a t shirt, we get like two bucks or something. I got to reevaluate my. Red bubble buying <laughs> investment strategy. It then. would be better to just. We don't give get all of that money back. You can just give me the money. We don't get all of the money. We don't. 
Oh, so where does my where do my all my monies go? <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk to Redbubble. <laughs> Maybe you should talk to your wife. No, it's been a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not admitting anything to you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to know the extent of this. <laughs> all right. Oh, I thought we'd get make a lot of money <laughs> buying shower curtains. <laughs> all right, so that's the end of administrative corner. Okay. Uh, good. Okay, dog updates. Um, let's see. Hops has been a little bit achy. Oh, I had a thought. Oh, yes, please. Sorry, before no, you I close I love them. I love your thoughts. If people, I mean, you don't really need me to say this, but if there are people like that are in the same city or something in the same area and want to run this thing together, feel free. That's a great we idea. We just can't be everywhere. We're mm-hmm. like kind of stuck here on the little, you know, in string of America. And can't really get to places. But if if you guys want to organize online and do like tweets and replies, and I don't know how the kids do it these days, but <laughs> you could you could run together or support each other and and have little get-togethers. That's a great idea. I mean, it's fun to run together if you're like in the same mindset. Yeah. No. I also, I mean, this good because you reminded me that a thing I meant to say and then forgot because I was talking about my own race, which is such typical ultra marathoner behavior. Uh, <laughs> what is it like things <laughs> ultra marathoners say? It's like, well, let me tell you about this 12 hour that I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> uh, if the whole reason that this voodoo race is October 1st is because that is nine weeks from when we announced it, which is the amount of time it takes to do the Couch to 5K program. So if you've never, if you don't run at all and you think you might want to try doing a 5K, there's a program called Couch to 5K. Tons of Golden Ratio people have done it before because of these other races that we've done, and it has gotten them into running. Um, It's pretty universally loved. It's a great, gentle program, and it just, it's for people who have never run you have no running foundation experience and you want to do 5k and so it just starts where you like you'll go out um the first week i think you run like three times a week and you'll do like one minute of walking and 15 seconds of running just alternating um for whatever half an hour and it gradually increases that balance of running and walking so you're doing more running and less walking over the course of the program to where it culminates with you running the full 5k um if you do that if you're thinking about like maybe this will be my first 5k and i'm gonna do it my advice to you is to run really slow we have a whole trust the process that this is don't be a testosterone filled ingo and run too fast and be impatient don't be impatient yes so do the do the walking when you're supposed to do the walking and do the running when you're supposed to do the running but i think we have a whole runs with dogs podcast about this and i and i'm sort of an evangelist for this that there are like i think we get it in our head from like the mile run in gym class that it's like embarrassing if you can't run faster than a 10 minute mile at least when i was in gym class it was always like embarrassing the people who needed 10 minutes to run the mile Hmm. and it, it there seems, seems a little unfair. A mile is not short. It's not short. It look, gets further. Than Especially you think. if you don't run that far. Like yeah. middle school kids don't typically go run. No, so you, you never like run across the gym is like yeah, tiring, right? You're like tired after sprinting across because you do everything at a sprint. Yeah. In middle school, um, but we all get these kind of numbers in our head of like what's a good speed to run a mile, and I am here to tell you that that is all bullshit. And it is why people don't like running because they're like, oh, I need to run a nine minute mile. Like that's not that fast. And so then they try to go run a nine minute mile and their lungs burn and they get side cramps and everything's terrible. Run a 14 or a 15 minute mile. I run 15 minute miles sometimes. I'm a good runner. And sometimes I'm like, I'm fucking tired. I'm just gonna bounce back and forth one foot to the other. And it's like 14 minutes and 45 seconds. And I was like, you know what? I'm running, it's fine. My regular mile pace at this point, you know, it's a little slower than it was. 13, 13 and a half minutes per mile on my regular runs. Like I can run a little, you know, when we did the 5K, I ran a 12 minute mile. That's the fastest I've run in a long time. Run a 14 minute mile. Don't, don't let society make you feel bad. This is why people have a hard time running because they feel like they need to run faster than they do. And I run over a thousand miles a year pretty much all of them it's slower than 13 minutes a mile and i love it it's it's a really interesting 
there's there's almost two worlds, right? There's because th even in the ultra marathoner community, there are guys who just want to tear it up, and women who are just booking, yeah, for a hundred miles, right? The 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 films we watch and stuff, those those are people who run ridiculously fast for a long time. It's that's their thing, and that's that's what they can do, and that I think gives them joy. But they'll but even I walk can't, up a hill. But and they'll walk up a hill. That's right. But I can't do that. And that's yeah, not that's right. that like chasing them is ridiculous. I might as well chase Usain Bolt or something, right? It's just yeah. a different just a completely different world. And the running's supposed to be fun, right? So if you're like yeah. listening to a podcast or a murder mystery or whatever, yeah. And you're and you're moving forward and you're not hurting, that's pretty good. I mean, what's you're not actually racing necessarily right yeah. that's the and i struggle with this i definitely go out too fast and I, I'll, i'm still numbers obsessed and but i try to fight it something you know i try to fight <laughs> it. it's more fun to not think about that i have more fun running than anybody i know and i like stop and pick up change and pet like dogs, other weird stuff pet I dogs pet every dog that wants to be pet yep. uh if I get to the end of a block and I'm tired, I'll like walk and turn around to the end of the block and go back. Yep. Uh, yeah. So if you're doing the couch to 5k, if you're thinking like, maybe this will be my first 5k or like, yeah, I don't know if I can do a 5k. You totally can do the program. There are paid versions of this program. There's paid apps, but the NHS in the UK has a free couch to 5k program on the web. Just Google it. And it's one of the first that comes up. Theirs is great. Uh, it's free. You don't, you don't have to pay for anything for it and uh and just do it and for the running parts run really slow and if you like to run fast once you can do the 5k then there's a billion things that'll show you how to do speed work and get yourself to run faster but it's a dumb constraint to put on yourself when you're just trying to get running for the first time it's like oh it doesn't count if it's not a nine minute mile yeah or whatever. that's right it yeah. totally counts you're totally covering counts. the distance and you're you're doing it under your own power and you've you've done something you haven't done before i mean that's yep. pretty good it's pretty good there's not like why do you have to measure yourself i mean if i measured myself against olympic athletes all the time i would always fail yeah but that's not the way it should be indeed yeah good point okay uh are we ready for dog updates yes okay so hops is a little bit achy she doesn't need to go to the vet for it but she's just been she's got good weeks and bad weeks she's and this got has bad been arthritis yeah i mean it's just unfortunately I didn't realize arthritis was such a problem for dogs, but yeah. all our dogs seem to have it. I mean, we went to CVS the other day and <laughs> got like the industrial size gabapentin for all yeah. for all the dogs, but they're like it's like running under certain dogs' prescriptions, right? Yeah. So like Chief Brody looks like he's addicted to gabapentin, <laughs> but we're using it for like three different dogs. Yeah um so she's doing okay but it, she if you've noticed this week she's been a little more mellow um vink so she has started on carprofen for her very bad arthritis and she's actually doing better she still limps a little bit but she's better than she was before we yeah. started her so that's good uh she got a hot spot this week on like the back of her leg so she's got you can't tell because she is so floofy but we have a shaved patch on her leg and <laughs> we're treating that she should be shaved all the way for constant examination. Oh my God, she'd be so skinny. <laughs> she'd look so funny. We could definitely do it like a lion with like a big head <laughs> and just skinny everywhere, a shaver tight everywhere else. She would look, she would look like a lion. Yep. Um, let's talk about Nacho. Oh, he's man is that uh, boy a project? He's adorable in so many ways, but man, is he in in your face? He just still very frantic like he walks around and he's looking for like what can i do what can i do and he'll like pick something up and then he'll put it down and like his he'll like sit on me and then two seconds later get up like when i start petting him and i'm like oh this is actually kind of then he's like dip, dip, dip. i gotta go find yeah you know look around i'm gonna i'm gonna check out stuff i think the more secure he gets in his life the less he's gonna be like that he has definitely settled in more we had some good snug times while you were gone he he is definitely channeling voodoo but at like th 16 times speed <laughs> like if voods hadn't been so slow and deliberate about stuff i think he would have been a lot like nacho yeah because he was always like going over to the closet to sniff he was like is there anything in the toy box that i need 
Where and Nacho's that, like, I know how to open the closet where's now. Where's the toilet ah. paper? Nacho just jams his head in there, yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided one thing I could do to try to make Nacho's brain busy was teach him some tricks. So he had a good sit and a pretty good down when he came to us, uh, but he didn't know shake, so I taught him to shake and fist bump. I mean, it took three days for him to just give a good, reliable, enthusiastic bump, bump it. it, like <laughs> bump Hop it. used to do all the time. Yeah. Um, I have three three notes for Nacho. So the one was that he learned his fist bump very fast. So we're going to work on some more tricks. Number two, uh, I had, I've been walking him a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a balance because he does have knee problems. That's why we have him. And you can tell if, if he his walks. Back, back leg is a bit stiff already. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and you can tell like if he gets really long walks over the course of the day. that He's, it's, he's also on carprofen. Yeah, he is. And gabapentin. Yeah. Um, but we were out for a walk and the lightning bugs, the weird Florida Keys lightning bugs <laughs> that are not, the butt doesn't light up. It's like two little eye spots. Um, they're back. They, they were kind of out in like May and then they went, they weren't around and now they're back. And so that we were out for a walk and there was one just like sitting on the road all glowing and Nacho was like, Ooh, interesting. What is that? And he like <laughs> ran up to it and then it kind of like flew, you know, five feet over and Nacho was like, Whoa. And then he like chased it over there and then it was like flying around and Nacho was like chasing it around and, uh, and then it kind of bumped into his mouth and I, you know, I think Nacho would like to have caught it. And then he was like, get it off me there's a bug in my mouth like totally freaked out like shaking his head oh my god he didn't eat it it was i saw it fly away it just like bumped into his mouth and he's like oh my god everything is very intense for him still he's still a complete puppy (laughs) puppy brain he also loves to chase the like little tiny gecko lizards around so distracting there's like a billion of them they're everywhere yeah and anytime he sees one he's like shoot Chase oh, those are the anoli an- lizards, mm-hmm. I think, the daytime ones. The yeah, anoli yeah, ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, every time we're on our walk, he's like, oh, there's one over there. There's one over there. Yeah, like <laughs> Nacho, there's like 20 in front of every house. Yeah, They're everywhere. We live in a lizard farm. There's going to be lizards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the final bullet point for Nacho is that um, I, it is, you know, I've seen enough. I'm now calling it. He really likes falling off furniture. He falls <laughs> off the couch like 10 times a day. He is way too casual about that risk. He does yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. He just slides r- butt first usually. Yeah. 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 Um, today he fell off the bed. I was like remaking the bed. I had put the duvet cover on. And uh, so the, sh- the f- fitted sheet was on. And he jumped up there. So I'm like, I'm just putting that flat sheet on top of you. And he was just like, great. And I, <laughs> Something new. I was going to take a picture of him, you know, hold up the top sheet and take a picture of him in the little cave. And I went to go get my phone. And uh, and I was singing the Where's the Floof song. And he's like, had stood up in the meantime. Which is terrifying. He looked looking. like a ghost. Yep. And uh, was like running around and then uh, kind of threw himself off the bed <laughs> onto the floor. Um, it. To say it doesn't bother him is selling it short. I think he does enjoy he it. He likes yeah. it. Uh, that's all I have for dog updates. Brody, the same. Guac, the same. Remy, the same. Was Nacho the the popcorn recipient? Oh, I forgot. Or was it Guac? No, that was, it was Nacho, Nacho, right? So our neighbor, um, the neighbors who moved in next door, um, who are super nice, like they, they're kind of here part-time and they're in a here phase now. And uh, they have tons of family who, you know, it's always just like these people are coming down and then they leave and the next <laughs> day these other people come down. They're very popular in their friends group and family because yes. <laughs> now that they have a place in the Keys, yes. Um, and so somebody's, the I think the wife, some of her family, I think is down visiting. And uh, I was out walking Nacho and the husband came out his front door and, you know, I was chatting with him and he's got like a travel mug in one hand he's like i just made myself a drink and some popcorn it's, it's right out of the microwave coffee. yeah it's uh, not coffee. <laughs> so he's got this freshly like it's still warm bag of microwave <laughs> popcorn he's like you want some and i was like sure so i you know i took a couple and he's like can can he have some nacho and i was like yeah and so it gives nacho nacho does this just like perfect sit just this perfect sit the oh, whole like time the he's like bag, looking at the him bag sit yeah he doesn't jump around he doesn't do anything perfect sit and so I talked to the neighbor for probably 15 or 20 minutes. And by the end of that, Nacho had had mm, three quarters of the bag of popcorn. Because he was just absentmindedly giving pieces to Nacho, right? As one absentmindedly eats popcorn, he absentmindedly was feeding it to Nacho. <laughs> Nacho was just in heaven. 
And he's like, all right, I'll let you get back on your walk. And I was like, this isn't my dog anymore. This is your dog now. And he's like, I'm going to go with the popcorn guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is the best day ever. This is the best day. It's all paying off now. It's all paying (laughs) off. Um, So, yeah, that's dog updates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I wasn't here. I don't know anything else. I just, you know, miss these guys. Ramblings. You, yes, I like ramblings. You actually are responsible for rambling number one. Um, so we got this flyer from the Morris Animal Foundation. little update thing that they sent us because the dogs are in the Golden Retriever Lifetime Study. And it's been 10 years, right? Or like they yes. celebrated 10 years of the study, of starting the study. Yeah. Yep. Um, so in this little thing that they sent us, it's like a eight-page magazine flyer thing. It says, do you know what your pet is getting into? And it's like, since you're at home or because of COVID, like here's the new kind of things that dogs are getting into. So it has, here's what the pet poison helpline reported is the top 10 pet poisons based on percent increase during the COVID-19 pandemic. So what stuff that dogs are getting into way more since COVID. It's just people been calling though, right? I mean, what people calling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go from number 10 to number one. Okay, I like it. All right. Number 10 on the list with an 80% increase since the pandemic started, marijuana. Weed. (laughs) Don't give your dog weed. Dogs weren't eating as much of that before the pandemic. Fair enough. Uh, 116% increase in coffee grounds. Is that a problem? I think the dogs were eating. I think the caffeine's not good for them. Mm. I bet those dogs were eating coffee grounds before and people just weren't home to see them eat the coffee grounds. I don't think people are drinking more coffee. Maybe. They may be more careless with their trash, though. They may be throwing it in their, like, their open, you know, like their office trash cans or or paper garbage. I have theories. Okay. I have theories. Let's not talk about them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, (laughs) with a 118% increase, is paint. Uh, Dogs are eating paint? Paint. And then... 120% 120% increase in cleaning supplies and 145% increase in art supplies. I mean, those are both real bad. Mm, yeah, but, don't uh, the cleaning supplies, especially, I would be calling about that. Yeah. Um, coming in at number five with a 169% increase is cocktails. Just generally, I guess, this <laughs> making yourself that 5 p.m. cocktail. Drinking, drinking more it. cocktails. Uh, well, and then number four, wine. Wait, they've, just, they've subdivided out cocktails wine and, and cocktails, wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Number three, brewed coffee. So if they don't get any brewed coffee, that's 220% increase. Wait, brewed. they're drinking the brewed coffee. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're licking out of the coffee mugs of their owners, yep. probably. And if they can't get that, then they go get the coffee grounds, which are number nine. They're trying to make their own coffee is what they're doing. Yep. Um, that's another one where it's like, that's just because you're home. I mean, I guess you weren't drinking your coffee at home as much before. You weren't leaving the half empty cup around. Yeah. Okay. So coming in at number two and number one with a 254 and 390% increase respectively are marijuana though. No, raw dough and yeast Uh, from everybody trying to learn to make sourdough. (laughs) And, uh, I would just like to go on the record that sourdough is an inferior bread I don't like my bread being sour. I don't like sourdough. I would prefer it to just be like white bread if I'm going with white bread with the sour part gone. I don't like it. Get get away from me with your <laughs> with your opinions and your Midwestern <laughs> bread upbringing. <laughs> There's sourdough in the Midwest. And you don't like it. I don't like it. No. What is up? I don't like it. It's because it's like sour. It's the best kind of best variety of bread. My mom once, like when I was in high school, like I I was, uh, this is actually when I was interning at Fermilab, I would bring my lunch every day and uh, I went through this kick where I don't know why I would bring like this kind of travel thermos full of honeydew melon and purple grapes and then one bread roll. Which I thought was a great lunch, and then by like one p.m. I'd be like fucking starving, and I'd go eat <laughs> cookies from the cafeteria. Yeah, that's a that's a snack. That's not a yeah. that's not a lunch. But my mom, so she would, you know, the grocery store. I mean, I was in high school, right? So she would buy the food I needed for my lunch, and she was bu- would buy like the little bread rolls that I wanted to bring. And one point, I was like, "Mom, like something's really wrong with the bread you brought this week, and it's because it was sourdough." And I was like, "It tastes terrible. <laughs> like this is gross." Um, I don't care what you all think. You can eat your sourdough. Sourdough is delicious. It keeps longer. It's superior. Gross. I mean, I don't, 
I'm not saying it's superior to anything you like, but it is good bread, objectively. But it's sour tasting. Slightly. Anyway. Okay. So that's that's that. That's pretty interesting. Um, Dogs are eating more stuff. <laughs> they're eating yeast because you aren't keeping <laughs> good track of your yeast, you guys. Why? Who? If someone ate my, if a dog ate dough, that's real I'm not dangerous. Sure I, really? Oh yeah, because it expands in their stomach. Get out. Yeah, it like rises, but in their stomach. Oh, it's really really bad for them. This is something I should know. Although we don't, we don't usually have I raw don't make dough. Yeast bread? No. We don't have. I mean, we for a while we had some pizza dough. I think. I was for a while, but I was never good at it. It's a thing that I tried a lot and it was fine, but it was never like great. I could never get it like thin enough or if I rolled it out, you don't roll, bre- you know, you toss pizza dough like, yeah, because, you know, then it stays the right texture. Well, we had pizza dough in the fridge and freezer for a little while. Yeah, I would make it. And then, of course, it, then we only had like, Screw it. we only had good dogs. I'm looking around at all these <laughs> bad dogs. We didn't ha- we didn't have counter surfers back then. No. They were all saints and angels they were well angels because they were all female dogs mm-hmm. probably related <laughs> jerks. Okay. Uh, from last week which we didn't talk about because i think we had a lot of ramblings last week we have coconut crabs on the list Do you want to talk about the coconut oh, crabs my if you want to freak yourself out you could google coconut crab holy smokes they're way too big they're One, way too big. They're extremely giant. Like it looks photoshopped. It looks photoshopped. They look photoshopped. They absolutely photoshopped. It's like you know, there's like transformers, and it's like oh, like Bumblebee is like this sports car. What kind is like a Mustang or something? Yeah. And and like oh, it folds up into like a Mustang, and then oh, it like stands up, and it's a robot. So if you had like a coconut, that's what a coconut crab looks like. Like it, uh, you, th- it looks like if it adjusted itself into the right shape it would be a coconut it folded itself all together yeah 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 but instead it looks like a bunch of parts of a coconut that are like stuck onto a crab much like it looks like parts of a car are stuck onto a robot this is really a good analogy yeah yeah except it's not the size of a coconut if you did that it's the size of vink it's it it i mean i don't know what they weigh but it looks the size of vink fluffed out i mean it's ridiculously large for a crab ridiculous there's a picture that someone had shared when i was looking through this of a trash can like a full-size trash can out at the curb and a coconut crab is hugging it and the coconut crab reaches from the ground to the top of the trash can if if i saw a thing like that i think it would be the end of me i i don't think my brain could handle it i would freak out this guy i'm going to show you this picture this guy's holding one and uh, the span of its arms are the same as the guy's arm span. Like, it's probably six feet across. This, this guy may be an idiot. Or it may be dead. It may be a dead one. <laughs> I, I mean, should because I... Because they also have... I'm, I'm mashing play in the video. I to, sure did. S- the, the people listening to the podcast wouldn't hear that. Oh, okay. Uh, only we can hear that audio. I'm going to see if the crab moves in the video. There's just a lot of him, like, picking up coconuts, so... Yeah. We don't have to wait for this. It did. Because <laughs> ha- they have claws. Very strong claws. They do. Very strong. Uh, the crab is alive. Mm, I don't like Here it. Here it is. crawling around. There's plenty of videos that you can see of them crawling around. But I don't like it. I, w- I would say it's the size of... I mean, if you, do, if you just take the body part... Right. The legs obviously like stretch way out, but the body part is the size of a volleyball bigger, bigger than a volleyball basketball. I'm going to go with bigger than a basketball. Maybe Mm. that's why I'm struggling here. Yeah, that's that's getting into more than balls like a backpack, like a yeah. it looks like the size of a backpack, which is scary as they're fucking huge this this one's like waving its tentacles at the dude uh yeah terrifying brown huge and pinchy and pinchy yeah there we watched a video of one that had grabbed onto some dude's golf clubs that's right and it just it was an aussie man one yeah pinched down on the golf club and the golf club broke in half just chopped the head off yeah Mm -hmm. so makes you wonder what it would do to your head there is a, a picture of coconut crabs and dogs, and the dogs are barking at them, but the coconut crabs are mm, about the same size as the dogs. And I they're not little, they're not like Pomeranians. They're dog dogs. I don't think I'd, we'll leave that comment aside. 
I don't think I'd let my dogs get near a couple Oh, no. Dogs. There could be real nose pinching and eye loss and ear losing. And Th- I mean, this could be really bad. That would be one of those like adrenaline fueled moments where I'd like run down there and just like pick CB up in one arm and walk in the other arm and like throw them into the car or something to get them off the beach and then be like, yeah. oh, I've torn so many ligaments. And then the <laughs> crab would like puncture your tires or something and yeah. slash your brake line. Yeah. Man, they they pro- they must be their power. They have to have claws as least as strong as a like chess computer or chess robot. <laughs> Go ahead, tell your story. <laughs> oh, there was a. I think it was in <laughs> Russia. Of course, it was in Russia. Yeah, there was a Russian chess robot, right? Chess playing robot that was playing against an eleven-year-old boy, seven-year-old boy, seven-year-old Seven. boy, and at some point during the match, it grabbed the boy's finger and broke it. Yep which is just the beginning of every artificial <laughs> intelligence movie where the you know the robot uprising begins. It's just because the boy violated the The Russians immediately protocols. blamed the boy. <laughs> the 7-year-old. Uh, yeah. He shouldn't have been reaching across the board. Um, he's playing chess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's part of the game. <laughs> no, no, our robot is perfect. Uh-huh. Friggin robots all right it's time for taste of the keys all right we have two stories this week both by friend of the squad gwen filosa yes a tourist filled a bucket with queen conch in the keys police say he went to jail that's That's good and i'm not so sure he was only a tourist all right in the florida keys you could land in jail for keeping undersized lobster tails or swiping protected seafood from the ocean that's how seriously police and prosecutors go after who break people who break conservation laws. A 51-year-old Houston man learned about that Wednesday after stuffing queen conch in a bucket and inside a shirt, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Tony, let's just call him Tony, yep. was charged with a misdemeanor for harvesting queen conch and booked into the county jail. The visitor didn't get uh, the visitor to the keys didn't get far in his conch ski <laughs> conch stealing scheme deputy Ooh, said good one conk stealing scheme very alliterative tony was walking out of the water beneath the now i like to call this the chanel five bridge <laughs> channel five <laughs> but i call it the chanel five bridge near mile marker 71.5 with a five gallon bucket and a gray shirt when deputies crossed his path he threw his shirt under his vehicle tony had placed three conk in the shirt and had five more in the bucket deputies this, said this convinces me that he knew right this wasn't like a visitor who's like oh i didn't know he was hiding these things and mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was doing he was caught at a spot in the middle key city of marathon and the village oh between the middle key city of marathon and the village of isla Morada. the queen conch were returned to the water alive good job said adam lindhart who we're going to hear from in the next story as well he's the spokesman for the sheriff's office oh good tony was taken to the county jail on stock island about four hours later he was released without having to post a bond unclear if he has legal representation so don't take queen kong you can get him in the bahamas you can get him all over the caribbean you're not allowed to take him out of the water in the florida keys and this is the shells with the living little animal in there that's what we're talking about here if you find it if you happen to find a shell with no animal in it which never happens go ahead never happens except one time (laughs) except at least one time i was like ingo it had been a long thing i was like man like you know both as a respecter of wildlife conservation and a vegetarian i do not take uh sea creatures out of the water but i was like i would love to have a queen conch shell and we were on a little mini vacation kayaking kayaking up you know 10 miles up the road and it goes like there's a conch shell down there (laughs) and i was like all right but like you know we can't take it we can't harvest it. Right. And we picked it up. There was nothing but like decomposed black sludge in that thing. Yeah. It's and beautiful. I don't know if it like fell off a boat or something, but it's, it's a, it looks great. That and thing had been, great. whatever had lived in there had been dead for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time to get the smell out of there. <laughs> uh, but we've also found dozens of like bleached out white empty ones. This one's like yeah, yeah. pink on the inside and, and beautiful, but tons of empty conch shells. Right that are long dead that are like yeah 10 years old or something yeah um anyway this dude knew he He was totally knew completely yeah yeah like breaking the law all right you said there was a second incident piper the parrot oh piper the parrot went missing a keys man is now in jail and accused of animal cruelty good we won't go too much into detail about the injuries sustained by the parrot the parrot is still alive um so 
you know, there's there's talk of parrot suicide, parroticide. Yeah, but the parent the parent makes it. Yep. It gets hurt, but we won't we won't be gruesome or graphic with our details. Um, a 40 year old Florida Keys man was arrested Tuesday after deputies said he stole his roommate's pet parrot and paraded it around on his shoulder, only to leave it as a, at a bus stop suffering from multiple broken bones. Ugh. Justin David Peters, known by the nickname Redbeard, he probably made that up. He's like, you guys can call me Redbeard. <laughs> was charged with felony grand theft and misdemeanor animal cruelty for taking the eclectus parrot worth $1,800 and leaving it seriously battered. On Tuesday evening, Peters was locked up at the county jail on Stock Island. Good job. His bond is $30,000. Piper the parrot is back home and recovering from injuries that include a whole bunch of stuff. Like he punched that parrot or something. We aren't going to list it. It's not good. You can look it up. Uh, while the arrest was made Tuesday, the crime took place over the course of a day or two in June in the Lower Keys. On June 13th, a business owner noticed a man, later identified as Peters, with a red parrot at a nearby bus stop on Summerland Key. Mm. Later, when the business owner looked at the bus stop again, the parrot was alone on the bench. He took the bird, called the sheriff's office, and tried to find the parrot's owner. People at a restaurant and gas station in the area also reported seeing the same man with the same red parrot. The bird, quote, appeared to be stressed and agitated. This is from Lindhart, the sheriff's spokesman who we heard from in the previous story. One person urged Peters to return the bird to its cage because it looked distressed. Security camera footage shows Peters was at the two businesses. The next day, Piper's owner, a 37-year-old woman, told deputies that Peters stole her pet bird from their shared home after she had repeatedly instructed him to leave the bird alone. He did not have permission to take Piper out of its cage, let alone take it out in public with it perched on his shoulder. So he's trying to make some money with a pirate on his, uh, you know, whatever, doing a pirate act. Maybe he just thought it would be funny, like, I'm going to put this pirate parrot on my shoulder this guy sounds like a great roommate he does not he does not no we've got to get a new roommate man a medium-sized parrots can live for 20 to 30 years in captivity the females are deep red with a violet blue belly which is what this one is while the males are mostly bright green peters has a prior criminal case in monroe county on october 21st he pleaded no contest to disturbing the peace and property damage both misdemeanors and was sentenced to 14 days time served and ordered to pay a total of 618 dollars on september 1st of 2021 he was arrested after being found lying in the street near mile marker 25 peters who deputies said was shirtless and appeared to be quote under the influence also destroyed a mailbox wow he really is not in a good place no nope. He lived on Summerland for a while, and then he was up on the mainland. But what's really important is that he was taken to jail. He, without the parrot. That's good. And I the, think they should r- accidentally release the Stock Island emu into his <laughs> cage. Oh, you like birds? <laughs> you like birds? <laughs> Emmanuel? <laughs> Don't do it, Emmanuel. Yeah, this bird Actually, is totally do it, Emmanuel. Than you are. All right. Uh, that's it. We now have German Word of the Week and Ingo Corner. Yes. German Word is... Two words, but it's tödliche Krankheit. Tödliche Krankheit. Deadly disease. Krankheit. Krankheit is disease. Krank is Sickness or disease, yeah. Yeah. And we were reading an article about tödliche Krankheit because someone in, what is it, Switzerland? Switzerland, yeah. Has has diphtheria. Diphtheria. Two people have diphtheria. Diphtheria. You guys, diphtheria is so bad. It's really nasty. You get a like mucusy plaques on the back of your throat, like on your tonsils and in your throat and on your soft palate, but you can't like get it off. It's like like when you have a scab, like it's connected into your Ugh. skin. So if you try to pull like the gunky scab off, you just pull the skin off. That's what it's like. And then it's it terrible. gets really hard and then it grows down your throat and then it suffocates you to death and you die. What's, there's names for this, right? The Like the death whistle and or something There was like yeah there's that's right because you're just like kind of trying to breathe through it with angel in it too because it happened to kids a lot right yeah a lot of kids got diphtheria diphtheria yes uh it's not good one of these one of the great podcasts that we started listening to a long time ago haven't kept up with this podcast will kill you has a great episode about diphtheria the diphtheria episode is how i got you into that podcast because it opens with this dramatic description 
of of the diphtheria like growing down the throat of someone and, and then not being able to breathe anymore you can't and breathe and you die yeah five to ten percent risk of death if you get Which diphtheria. Is huge huge mortality rate yep. it's huge um but you can treat it with antibiotics and before antibiotics there were other treatments that they used and that is the story of balto, balto. Yeah, Balto was bringing treatment for diphtheria to an outbreak in remote which Memphis. I think is the basis for the um, Iditarod. I don't know if that's I true. I think it's that route. Maybe. Um, I'm going to look that up while we talk about it. You can talk about the word. Anyway, there's some people have it in Switzerland. Yeah, and they were saying it's a tödliche Krankheit. Yeah. And and uh, they're at an asylum center. Yes, is where the outbreak was. Bundesasyl. Anstalt or Bundesasylzentrum. Yep, that's what that's it was. right. Uh, you you appear to be correct. Like looking at the Wikipedia page for the Iditarod, there's it says history, and what's important is that they have a picture of the statue of Balto, <laughs> uh, that's in Central Park. Yeah, it was it me- commemorates that that run to get the diphtheria a- anti. What was it the The most famous event in the history of Alaskan mushing is the 1925 Serum Run to Nome, also known as the Great Race of Mercy. It occurred when a large diphtheria epidemic threatened Nome because Nome's supply of antitoxin had expired uh, because it's a bacterial infection, but it's the toxin produced by the bacteria that causes the problems. So they had antitoxin, but it expired. Dr. Curtis Welts sent out telegrams seeking a fresh supply of antitoxin. They found some near Anchorage, a thousand miles away. And to get the antitoxin to Nome, sled dogs had to be used for part of the journey because planes could not be used and the ships were too slow. The governor approved a safe route for the 20-pound cylinder of serum that was sent by train to uh, Seward. And then it was passed on to the first of 20 mushers and more than 100 dogs who relayed to the package 674 miles from Nenana to Nome. The dogs ran in relays an average of 31 miles each. One of Sapaya's workers, Norwegian musher musher Gunnar Kassen, and his lead dog Balto arrived on Front Street in Nome on February 2nd at 5.30 a.m. just five and a half days later. The two became media celebrities. And a statue of Balto was erected in Central Park. And apparently there's a movie about Balto called and, Balto. And the other dog, Togo. Togo was better. Who, Togo covered the most hazardous stretch of the route. Right. Balto gets all the glory because Balto got the final leg. But <laughs> Togo did the hard part. And this is a cool name, Balto. Yeah. I'm sure they were both good boys. Good dogs. Uh, Could so be. They's. Yeah. So the Iditarod, like, it is, it is a trail that has long been used by the first nations people in alaska and then it was kind of turned into like a pretty regular trail for like um delivering mail Hmm. and yeah so this is this is more like the history of mushing anyway diphtheria yeah totenkrankheit and you and i won't get it because we just got our tdap renewed you guys your tdap it's got three things tetanus the T, diphtheria, the D, and petrusis, which is whooping cough, the P. And let me tell you, man, I know I've talked about it before, but I had whooping cough and it is not good. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not plaques growing down my wanna, throat. Nobody wants to get tetanus either. No. No, you don't want to get tetanus. That's like around. Yeah. Just Google these illnesses. Yeah. Google image search these illnesses. Tetanus is lockjaw, right? Yeah. It's bad. There's that famous picture. Um, of a guy with have you seen this picture i don't know i'm gonna show it to you uh oh no oh yeah it's a really famous painting of a guy with tetanus and so he's like trying to be laying down but all of his muscles are tense so he's kind of like in a back bend arch is that called the bone breaker is that tetanus Mm -hmm. oh um because all of your muscles contract your bones will break like sometimes you have muscle spasms so much that your bones will break my bones broke with uh with whooping cough i broke ribs because i was coughing so hard like these are just brutal illnesses that you don't have to get but you have to get a tdap every 10 years so if you stepped on a nail or something you probably got it like they could just give you tetanus a tetanus shot right but um it's often packaged as tdap it's often packaged as tdap just check you know what if you don't know, just go get one. You can get it at CVS. It's, your insurance will cover it for free. 
and uh it it's not like i mean i've never had bad side effects from the covid shot but all it does is give you a sore arm yeah for like a day it's not that bad no it's fine um so get that because you don't want any of these diseases there's a lot of a lot more tetanus around than diphtheria or petrosis but more of all of them because of people not getting vaccinated you don't want it and traveling around right i mean it's a it's you know get your tdap you guys get your tdap don't get diphtheria don't get tödliche krankheiten don't get any tödliche krankheiten okay okay um ingo corner it's time for you to talk about anything you want um, or nothing at all <laughs> no pressure i think i'm good i think i think you know things are fine okay things are fine i don't have anything to add and putting putting me on under pressure like that really reduces my interventions excellent I think. excellent <laughs> all right everyone uh well thanks for listening and until next week slava ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to that's right bye bye, bye.